Recently, I opened up my email inbox and there was an email in there from an old acquaintance from long ago. And it was addressed to a whole group of pastors. I opened up the email and the first line of the email said, I hope you are all surviving these dark times. I hope you are all surviving these dark times. And I stopped and I had to reread that sentence a couple of times. It kind of stopped me in my tracks because I know why the author of the email wrote that, these dark times. There's a lot of darkness happening in our world right now. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. These are dark times. But I also see a lot of light shining in the darkness. I had to reread the person's email because when I look back on the last several weeks of my own life, the last several weeks of world history, yes, I see darkness, but I see so much light. I see what it says right here in our scripture reading for today, John chapter 1, verse 5, where it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I see light shining in the darkness when I see people responding to all the turmoil with sacrificial generosity. I see light shining in the darkness when I see the church rising up to meet the needs of the most vulnerable in our society. I see the light shining in the darkness with more and more people hearing the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's love as they are downloading sermons and joining Bible studies and prayer calls in numbers like we've never seen before. Yes, it, these are dark times, but the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the good news. That's possible you're hearing me say that and you're thinking, you know, that sounds nice, but on some days, it feels like the darkness is overtaking. It does feel like the darkness is overcoming. All I can think about are these dark times. And maybe you're wondering, how do I get more of that light? How do I get more of that light that shines in the darkness? How do I get more of that light into my life? Well, we're gonna look at John chapter one this morning, and we're gonna find the answer to that question. Not only is the light shining in the darkness like some kind of abstract idea, but also it's accessible to us that we can begin reflecting that light that the darkness cannot overcome. So let's look at the text together. I'm going to read these first few verses. These first few verses are familiar to those of you who've been Christians for a long time. But if you're just tuning into all this stuff, just hear these words. Hear these words. John chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. You see, these verses are talking about Jesus he was the word at the beginning of time. He spoke the universe into all existence. And it says right here in the fourth verse, in him was life and the life was the light of men. So this light shining in the darkness is not some abstract thing. No, it's a person. It's Jesus. Somehow in his life is the light. So how do we get more light in our lives? How do we reflect light in the darkness? We get more of the Christ life in us. 
we're beginning a new series here at Stanwich called Life of Christ, where we look at the biography of Jesus, the journey from birth to death to resurrection back to ascension, life of Christ. But it's not just a study of his biography, like the biography of a person of history, but we also are going to be examining his life, asking that more and more of his life would enter into ours, that the life of Christ would become the Christ life to us that we might have this life that John describes as the light of humanity, the light of men, the light of women, the light of us, the light that shines in the darkness that the darkness cannot overcome. The light is in his life, and his life can be in us. I'm thinking immediately of a great example of a person who lives the Christ life, who shines the light of Christ into a dark world. Maybe you saw this video online as I did last week. There was a woman, it was her 94th birthday, and she was living in a nursing home, and there she sat out on the lawn at a picnic table, all alone, completely isolated on her birthday. And there was a worker over in the parking lot, a man who was working on the steam pipes or something. He was wearing an orange construction vest, and he learned about the woman on her birthday all alone. And he came over and he sang happy birthday to her. I have a picture of it here on the screen. You can just see him singing over the hedges toward this isolated woman. And after he sang this beautiful song, he had an amazing voice. The woman who was filming him, who's the daughter of the 94 year old, she turned the camera onto him and onto his smiling face. And she said, what's your story? And he said, quote, Anytime we can use the grace of God to make somebody happy, that's what we're going to do. Anytime we can use the grace of God to make somebody happy, that's what we're going to do. And he went on to describe that he belongs to a church choir and he just loves to sing for God's glory. If you want to see the whole video, you can see it on my Twitter account today. I've pinned it to the top. It's a beautiful video. And it's an example of somebody who is shining the light of Christ into a dark world. This woman was isolated and all alone and, and he shined light into her and he understands the source of that light. It's grace. Anytime we can use the grace of God to make somebody happy, that's what we're gonna do. He understands the source of this light from Christ and it's grace. What is grace? Well, grace is what Jesus gives us. Grace is simply getting what we don't deserve. Grace is getting something positive when we deserve something negative. Grace is receiving a blessing when we deserve a curse. Grace is getting a reward when we really deserve punishment. And it is what God has given us in Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he was taking what we deserve, which is punishment. And he was giving us what we deserve, blessing, eternal blessing, eternal inheritance. His grace is what lights up our lives when we receive that generosity, when we receive that forgiveness, we can then shine into the dark world. In fact, in John chapter one, it speaks about this grace from Jesus. There's another verse, verse 16. It's not quite as famous as verse five. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. But verse 16 is just as amazing. It's just as sweet and wonderful. I encourage you to memorize it. It's easy to memorize. John chapter one, verse 16 speaks of this grace that we receive from God in Christ. 
And it says this, For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. When I hear that phrase, grace upon grace, I think of a waterfall. I think of a waterfall where water upon water is just cascading from the top of the falls, pouring out. God in Christ has given us grace upon grace, like a waterfall of it. I think of our trip to Niagara Falls last summer where I went with my family. And it's my first time there. We, we did what most families do. We got in that boat that goes down to the bottom of the falls and there was spray everywhere and people were laughing and delighting in the waterfall. And after some time, I, I put my phone away in my pocket, stopped taking pictures of it all. And I just kind of opened up my eyes and gazed upon the thunderous beauty of the waterfall. If you've been there, you know it's, it's, it's awesome. There is so much water pouring out over the cliff beneath it. It's, it's profound. There, it's just, it, it just reaches into your heart. And I think of that waterfall. I think of the Niagara Falls. Whenever I hear this phrase, grace upon grace, that God has so much grace. God has so much love. God has so much mercy. God has so much forgiveness. It's like the Niagara Falls, it's grace upon grace pouring into our lives. You know, I think some people, they think of God's grace like a little cup of water. They perform some sin or something that they regret and they go to God in prayer and they say, God, will you forgive me for that? And they hope that he'll dole out a little little cup of water, maybe enough to cover the sin that they've just done. But what a lot of people don't understand is that God gives us grace upon grace. It says in his fullness, we receive grace upon grace. That word fullness, it could be translated as completeness. It's complete. It's full. It doesn't have an end to it. It's not like a cup of water. It's, it's inexhaustible. You know, even the even the Niagara Falls someday could dry up if the river changes its course somehow over time. But God's grace is not like that. It, it's from his fullness, the fullness of Jesus. He's divine. He has no beginning and he has no end. He's inexhaustible. His grace is never ending. We can't run out of it. Every human being we will ever meet can run out of their grace. They can run out of their affections. They can run out of their compassion. They can run out of their forgiveness. Sometimes I feel that way. In my own household during quarantine, there's been times when I run out of patience for my kids. There's been times when I've run out of affection for my wife. There's been times when I've run out of compassion for my congregation. But Jesus' grace is inexhaustible. From his fullness, we receive grace upon grace. This is our story. This is the Christ life. When we understand that, we begin to shine the light of his love. We begin to forgive others more freely. We begin to have more compassion and more affection and more grace for people around us because it's coming from that inexhaustible source in Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like a, a power plant 
is on the side of the Niagara Falls and all that water, all that grace is being poured into the power plant. And what does a power plant do? It, it lights up the world. It's a light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. This is the Christ life. This is how we shine the, the light of Christ into the world. In fact, it says in, in here that this is our story. This is our biography. This is the way our lives begin. It's the way our lives end. Look at the way that our lives begin. In, in verses one through three, it talks about the beginning of all creation, the beginning of the universe that begins with the word of Christ, the, the good word, the grace of Christ. The universe begins in grace. But also our stories begin in grace. Verse 12 and 13 it says, to all who did receive him, picture that waterfall now, that who receive him, who receive his grace, what he's poured out for us on the cross. For all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is our origin story. It begins in grace. We have given, been given the right to become children of God. We are born into a, a new family. We are afforded this right to become children because Jesus, who is God's one and only son, who deserved the eternal inheritance of a firstborn son, he exchanged his inheritance for ours. Sin had orphaned all of us. We were cast out from the household of God because of our sin. But Jesus, in his love, said, I will take the inheritance they deserve if they can get the inheritance I deserve. And that exchange happened on the cross. Our origin story, the way we get into the family, the way we are reborn, is from his grace. Grace upon grace. That's the beginning of our story. How do our stories end? We actually know the answer to that too. The way all our stories will end is written for us in the book of Revelation, which is about the end times, which sometimes seems so scary and so frightening, and, and we fear the end times because we think it's gonna be full of terror and violence, but look at the grace of the end times. Look at the grace of the way this is all gonna end. It says this in Revelation 21, verse three, where it says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, nor COVID-19, nor isolation, nor sinfulness, nor selfishness anymore for the former things have passed away and he who is seated on the throne said behold i am making all things new that's the end of our stories the beginning is grace the end is grace it's grace upon grace the apostle paul describes it this way in philippians 1 verse 6 he says this, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That's the beginning and that's the end. That's our biography. In fact, maybe the next time somebody asks you, what's your story? You could just recite Philippians 1 verse 6. You could just say, he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. Grace upon grace, that's my story. Anytime I can use the, 
grace of God to make somebody happy, that's what I'm going to do. Just like the man said to that birthday woman out on that lawn. We go from grace to grace. That's our story. That's our biography. That's the Christ life. We receive that waterfall of his goodness, that waterfall of his forgiveness, that waterfall of his mercy every day. It's our only chance of ever being lights that shine in this world. We have to keep coming back to him for more forgiveness, more mercy, more grace. Every day, maybe you're sitting there wondering, okay, that's the beginning of the story, that's the end of the story, grace to grace, but what about here in the middle? Because maybe you're sitting there agreeing with the person who wrote me that email. These are dark times. I hope we're all surviving. Maybe it feels to you that the darkness is overcoming the light. What about the middle of our stories? It begins in grace. That's awesome. It's going to end in grace. Fantastic. But what about these dark times? The answer to that question is found once again on the cross. Because Jesus found himself in the middle of a story that looked pretty dark. He was unjustly accused and wrongly tried. He was arrested, he was beaten, he was flogged. He was mocked. He was hung up on a cross. And while he hung there, the Bible tells us that darkness covered the whole earth for three hours. That was a dark day. But you know, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus, though he was experiencing tremendous darkness on the cross, the light of his love was shining more brightly than it ever had because he was loving all of us into eternity. He was giving us the right to become children of God. He was loving us with an unending, inexhaustible grace. And he was lighting up the world with his love on that dark day. And when we have Christ in us, when we are living the Christ life, that light, even in hard times, even in sacrifice, shines in and through us we become carriers of the light. We become like those who reflect his light, especially when we experience hardship. The world looked at Jesus that day and all they saw was darkness. And right now the people of the world are looking around and some of us, all we see is darkness. But if you have eyes to see it, if your heart is open to it, you can see the light. You can see the light shining so brightly in the darkness, which has not and will never overcome the light. I'm just going to pray for us right now. Lord, we want to receive that light. I pray that if there's anybody watching this right now who has never stepped into the waterfall of your grace, grace upon grace, I pray that you would show us how to open our hearts, show us how to open our lives to receive your grace, the inexhaustible grace, the grace that never runs out. Lord, forgive us for all our sins. If there's somebody watching this right now who's tuning into this church stuff for the first time, 
who's never said, you know, what happened on the cross, that should have happened to me because of all my sin. If there's anybody watching this right now, Holy Spirit, will you convict that person of their sin? But way more importantly, will you shine the light of your love right into their hearts? Remind them of your forgiveness. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Lord, open our hearts to receive the waterfall of your grace. Those of us who have thought about these things and prayed this prayer a thousand times, those of us who are doing it for the first time, we all need your waterfall. We all need your grace from your fullness. We need grace upon grace so that we can become people of the light, shining more brightly than this dark world. In Jesus' name, amen.